Hey, Holland Chapel, we hope that you're doing well. We are so glad that you're here with us for church online. I want to thank uh, Keaton and Julie and Heather for leading us in worship. I hope that wherever you are, you are singing at the top of your lungs. Well, a lot of talk about and exercising of social distancing. And what I want you to know, though, is that social distancing does not mean social isolation. And so today I pray is that we're in, as we're in your living room or wherever you are, that you feel connected to us and that we do feel connected to you. And it's a joy to be together with you today. And I want to encourage you to continue to interact with people, whether it's by way of your phone or texting or social media. You have an awesome opportunity to be an encouragement to others that are around you. Today we are beginning a brand new series. We're going to spend the next couple of weeks in the series called Be Strong and Courageous. Strong and Courageous. Some of you may be thinking strong and courageous with everything going on right now. Yes, now is the time. We get scared though, don't we? We absolutely do. I heard the story of a mom that went into her little boy's room and there was a big storm outside and it was just loud and thunder was booming and the little guy was scared and uh, mom came in and, and hugged on him and went to leave and the boy said, mom, come back. I want you to I want you to sleep with me. And she said, son, I can't. And gave him another hug and tried to calm him down. He said, mom, I don't understand. Why can't you sleep with me? And the mom turned and looked as she was turning the light out and said, son, I have to sleep with your daddy. And as she was turning out of the room to close the door, she heard the little boy say, big sissy. Well, we all get scared, don't we? We all have our moments where uh, we have fear. And today we want to encourage you together to choose faith over fear, to choose courage over worry. How many of you right now can honestly say that you feel some fear? There's just some part of you right now that just has some anxiety or some worry. I literally want you right now in the comment box, if you would, to just put in there, yeah, I feel some fear right now. And I just want you to know that you're not going to be alone because I feel fear right now too. I absolutely do. So if you feel that, if you'd make that comment, go right ahead right now. If you have some fear, have some worry, you're not alone. Um, how many of you would follow that up and say that, you know what, I need some courage. I need some courage. Once again, if that's you and you're willing to be honest and say, I need some courage right now, would you just hop in that comment uh, section and put, I need some courage. I want to join you right now and say that I need some courage. Well, there's a story in the book of Joshua that I believe is going to encourage us and give us courage this morning. So would you check out Joshua chapter 1? Joshua chapter 1. And in Joshua chapter 1, we've got... God stepping in to speak to this young leader that's just been placed in this position of leadership. And his name's Joshua. And God's like a head coach speaking into Joshua, giving him this pep talk and calling him up to greatness. Joshua's taking over for another leader named Charlton Heston. Nope, not him, Moses. And he's taken over from Moses. And can you imagine following the leadership of Moses, one of the greatest leaders of all time? And Joshua's about to try to fill his shoes. And Joshua's feeling a lot of feelings of anxiety and fear and worry. And God is going to speak to him in Joshua chapter 1. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. 
It says, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come. This was the moment in history that Joshua was to step up into this spot. This was the moment that Joshua was faced with pushing through in faith or stepping back in fear. And a lot of us right now are being called to faith in this moment of time. He says, For the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. And notice what God says. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you nor abandon you. And so Joshua and the people of God are about to cross over into what's called the promised land. And it's not going to be a walk in the park. There's going to be battles. There's going to be fierce encounters that are going to take place. And God knows this and he's making these promises and speaking into Joshua's life. Now look at Joshua chapter 1 and verse 6. Notice these words. We're going to see them again and we're going to see them again. Verse 6, be strong and courageous, God says. For you, Joshua, are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Verse 7, here it is again. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful not to, excuse me, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Verse 9, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. And I want you to notice the last part of verse number 9. Some of you desperately need to hear this today. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And I guess maybe considering everything we've got going on today, God would say that he's with you no matter where you don't go. And we're kind of stuck in our homes right now and right there with you in this moment. God is there. He's with you. He's love, he loves you and he's for you. So we see God over and over again, three times, speaking to Joshua's life, these words, be strong and courageous. God is emphasizing and repeating himself on purpose, knowing that Joshua needs to hear these words again and again. He's wanting Joshua to hear him. He's wanting Joshua to believe him. He's wanting Joshua to experience the truth of these words, be strong and courageous. Kind of sounds like parenting to me. We repeat ourselves over and over and over again until they get it. Here's Joshua, this guy that needed to hear these words, be strong and courageous. He's fighting with doubts and he's fighting with fears. 
Uh, some things I know for sure about Joshua. Joshua wasn't hard of hearing. It wasn't like he didn't hear him the first time. This needed to get past his ears and get down into his souls and into his soul into the depth of who he is. Uh, one thing for sure, Joshua wasn't a wimpy guy. You look at the story going before this. Joshua was already a warrior. He'd accomplished much in battle and he carried himself well. He had gone into battle with courage and he had gone into battle with faith, but now he was embarking in the unknown. Everything in front of him was blurry. The question marks that were ahead of him, what would happen, what wouldn't happen. Moses, this guy that he had depended on for all these years was gone and now it's all on him. And so he seemingly had a lot of feelings in him that were not feelings of faith and they were not feelings of courage. And so God knew this and he spoke over him. Again, these words, be strong and courageous. Well, there's some things I think we can learn from this this morning that I think could be really helpful to us. First of all, I want you to notice that courage is not the absence of fear. It's choosing to live by faith in spite of it. Again, courage is not the absence of fear. It's choosing to live by faith in spite of it. If you think that courage is the absence of fear, you're going to tap out every time when it comes to be courageous. Every courageous individual that's ever lived had feelings of fear in them, even when they stepped forward in faith, even when they stepped forward in boldness, even when they stepped forward in courage. You're going to talk yourself out of being courageous even before you have the chance if you think you can't have any feelings of fear and still be courageous. You can feel fear and go forward in faith. You can sense worry and doubt and go forward encouraged. Uh, Joshua had to hear this from God three times. It gives me some hope um, to know that God's not going to give up on us, that he's going to keep speaking these words that we need to hear and believe and know and experience. I'm not the only one that experiences fear and doubt. Joshua did too, and I'm sure many of you are as well. Well, no doubt the coronavirus is potentially causing us to feel all kinds of doubts, fears, and worry. There's a lot of unknown out there. There's a lot of scary stuff out there. And the same feelings are there for many of us because of a lot of other reasons right now. Some of you are feeling worry and doubt and fear because of your finances or your work status or your health or a family member's health. Our social lives are being radically changed and altered. Our dreams and plans are being put on hold. Our vacations are at best postponed. Our athletic aspirations are put into limbo. Education's up in the air. And so with all of that being said, I want to ask you a question. What is it that you are feeling fear about that makes you realize you need to choose faith today? What is it that you're feeling fear about that makes you realize today you need to choose faith in that area? Well, I've already said it, but I'm going to say it again. I have feelings of fear today, but I'm choosing every chance that I get to move forward in faith. Just a couple of weeks ago, I sat down with our pastors and we sat around a table like we always do, planning and praying and preparing and thinking through. And I, and I told them, I said, guys, for the time being, we are online pastors. It was weird to say out loud. It's probably weird for them to hear. And for the last couple of weeks, our lives have looked completely different. Our ministries have looked completely different, but we have chosen to move forward in faith, believing that God's going to show us what to do and how to do it so that we can continue to effectively minister to
to you and our church and the people in our community. And we're choosing to, to step forward into the unknown in faith. Some of you need to step forward in faith. Some of you are in a marriage that you have given up on. And I want to pray over you right now and believe for you that you can have the courage to continue to move forward in faith, believing that God can redeem, that God can resurrect, that God can heal your marriage and for it to become everything that it was intended to be. Some of you are in an addiction right now and you need to be courageous and admit the addiction that you're in. And you need to have the courage to step forward and say, I've got a problem. You need the faith to step forward and experience the healing that only Jesus can give you and allow him to bring you out of your addiction. Some of you are feeling it financially right now and you're worried about your finances and you're wondering what you need to do. Some of you are wondering whether giving should stay in your budget or not. I want to encourage you not to hold back right now. You need to be courageous and move forward in faith, knowing that God is your provider and he has given you everything that you have now. And he's going to provide everything for, for you in the future as he sees fit. I'm confident that Holland Chapel will continue to be a generous church because our church has always been generous, giving our finances toward the mission that God has called us to of helping people find and follow Jesus. This church, it's full of faith and not fear. I know you're in the living room or kitchen or wherever you are right now, but I just want to encourage you to say out loud with the people that you're with, or even if you're all by yourself, that we are a church that is full of faith and not fear. Would you say that right where you are right now? We are a church of faith and not fear. If you want to type that in the comment box right now, we are a church of faith and not fear. We believe God is going to provide. We provide. We believe that he will give us all wisdom as to what we need to change and to adjust. We also believe this is a great time in history with everyone stuck at home to reach into their living rooms, to reach into their kitchen, to reach into their bedrooms through their devices that are online and to declare the glorious good news of Jesus Christ. This good news that declares the truth of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the very Son of God who left heaven to come here and live among us, to die on the cross for all of our sin and to gloriously and triumphantly come back from the dead. Church, that's what gives us courage. Church, that's why we move forward in faith because we serve a resurrected Jesus. If you're listening right now, if you're, if you're hearing this right now and you've not experienced the good news of the gospel, the good news of Jesus, we want you to experience Jesus and a relationship with him that can forgive you of your sins and make you right with God. And you can do that right now. If you'll admit your sin, believing that Jesus died for you and that he came back from the dead for you, your sins can be forgiven and you can be made right with God and you can have the hope of heaven knowing that Jesus is your Savior. Believers, I think this is where we need courage today. I think more so than ever, we need to have the courage, the boldness, and the faith to share our faith. Now more than ever, people are asking questions. They are looking for hope. 
They are hungry for something that has substance and meaning and that is full of truth. And we have this in Jesus. And so I'm praying and believing that we as a church, like never before, are going to bravely point people to Jesus. We have such an opportunity. Uh, if we're not careful, though, we're going to listen to our fears and we're only going to think about ourselves and what we need and how we can take care of ourselves. That's not where we're going to be. We're going to be the church that shares the light, the love, and the hope of Jesus. Church, listen to me. You'll never have an easier opportunity to invite someone to church than now. Think about it. People don't even have to get off their couch to join us for Church Online. As you hit the share button, as you make comments, as you're on social media, as you're texting, as you're reaching out to your friends, people can experience the gospel of Jesus Christ by you inviting them to Church Online. We want you to do it, church. We want you to be brave. We want that to open up conversations and dialogue with people who aren't believers yet so that you can express uh, how Jesus has changed your life and how he is helping you to overcome your fears. Don't let fear take over. I want to share with you what I think is one of our greatest fears. One of our greatest fears is failure. It's failure. It's one of the things that we fear the most. In fact, some of us aren't doing things we want to do right now because we fear that if we step out and do it and we don't accomplish what we'd hope to, that we will fail. And so one of our greatest fears is failure. Joshua was feeling this way at this time. It's the reason why God three times had to speak over him and say, be strong and courageous. Joshua was afraid he couldn't fill Moses' shoes. Joshua was afraid he couldn't be the leader that God was calling him to be. And yet Joshua chose to step forward in faith and to become one of the greatest leaders, most courageous people, one of the greatest warriors of all time. Don't let your fear of failure stop you from doing what's in front of you right now that you need to be doing in faith. Uh, with that idea of one of our greatest fears is failure, I would put with that one of our greatest pains. One of our greatest pains is regret. One of our greatest pains is regret. It's this idea that we didn't do anything because we are afraid and because we didn't do anything, we spend the rest of our days in regret for not doing anything. I don't want you to live the rest of your life in fear and I don't want you to live the rest of your life with regret. I want you to be one of those people of God that steps forward in faith, pushes aside the fear, embraces the courage, the faith, and the boldness that God is so willing to give you so that you can move forward and He can do amazing things in and through you. I would put it this way. You have to rise above your fear of failure or you will always live with the pain of regret. You have to rise above your fear of failure or you will always live with the pain of regret. Just like that little boy in the thunderstorm, we know what it's like to feel afraid, don't we? Um, I don't know if you had something when you were a kid or maybe you even do as an adult where you uh, kind of held on something or had something near your bed so that when you got afraid you were ready to go. Maybe it was a baseball bat, uh, maybe it was a teddy bear, um, uh, maybe a throwing star. I was into ninja stuff when I was a kid. Don't know, but anyway, I had a throwing star there. Um, whatever you had there to make you feel safe. Maybe some of you guys are like, I don't need anything beside my bed. I got everything I need. I got these guns number one and number two, and you got it all under control. But here's what I know. All of us 
have something that we turn to. And if you were to consider what was the greatest weapon of all time for the greatest warriors of all time, I think we would agree that there is one answer to this question, the greatest weapon for the greatest warriors of all time. So I want to show you a few pictures to kind of help us realize what this answer is. Check out this first guy. Oh yeah, William Wallace, Braveheart. Some of you ready to scream at the top of your lungs, right? Freedom! Check out this next guy, Lord of the Rings. Yep, you see it there. You see the weapon of choice. How about the gladiator? Oh man, what an awesome dude that was. Weapon of choice, you're seeing it. How about these guys from 300? Weapon of choice? Oh yeah. It's undoubtedly one weapon and it's the sword. I have here with me uh, a semblance, I guess, of a sword, a type of sword. And uh, it's a smaller one. But it's interesting as you look back at history, um, the Romans uh, carried a sword that wasn't much bigger than this. It was about this size, and it was just uh, perfectly crafted, evenly weighted. And a lot of people credit the um, conquering of the world to the Roman Empire to their sword. They felt like that sword was just the right tool, the right weapon at the right time for their armies to go and defeat all the other enemies and all the other armies of the world. And so that sword that they used in Roman days, Jesus would have been very familiar with. And if you would have asked Jesus, hey, Jesus, what would be your weapon of choice for people to find protection, for them to have courage, for them to be bold, for them to be a warrior? Jesus would say a sword. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six, because in Ephesians chapter six, we're going to notice what Jesus would want us to know about the weapon that we need today. Ephesians chapter six and in verse number 13. It says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. Here it is, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Then verse 17. Put salvation, put on salvation as your helmet and take the, here it is, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so Jesus would tell you today that you have a sword, that you have a weapon. All of these other things he was talking about were all defensive mechanisms. The helmet and the breastplate and the shoes, all that stuff. Wonderful, it's got to be there. But your offensive weapon, the thing that's going to keep you safe and allow you to be a warrior of God is going to be a sword. And he says that the sword is the word of God. Let me ask you, do you compare these two things? When you think of the Word of God, do you think of a sword? When you think of a sword, do you think of the Word of God? God says that your sword, your defense, the way that you can go and defeat your enemies and be courageous is through the sword or the Word of God. If you want to squash fear, you must use the Word of God. Check this out. Courage comes from using the sword of God. Courage comes from using the sword of God. I want to quickly revisit a couple of verses in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, look at verse number 7 and verse number 8 again. 
Joshua chapter 1 and verse 7. Be strong and very courageous. Now notice what it says. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then as you're following and obeying and using the sword, the word of God, it says then you will be successful in everything you do, or then you will be courageous. Then you will be taking the steps of faith that God wants you to take. Look at verse number eight. Study this book of instruction. What's he talking about? The Bible, the word of God, the sword. Study this book of instruction continually, not just every now and then, not just when you have the opportunity to be at church or to be at church online, but to continually study the book of instruction. Then it says meditate on it day and night, whether it's a Sunday or whether it's a Monday or whether it's a Wednesday, whether it's a morning time or the middle of the day or at nighttime. He's encouraging us to have our minds thinking about dwelling on the word of God, practicing our use of the sword that God has given us. It goes on to say, after we meditate on it day and night, it says, so you'll be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. So courage comes from using the sword of God. Church, I want to give you uh, an opportunity for all of us to use the word of God, the sword of God together. Uh, we have found a reading plan that we'd love for all of you to engage in. The reading plan is called Fear Not. You're going to see the information on your screen as to where you can find it. You're going to find it in the comments uh, on where the platform that you're watching right now. And we want you over the next five days, Monday through Friday, to participate in this reading plan called Fear Not. Together, we can use the sword of God to squash our fear and give us courage. Will you join us? This is literally an opportunity for us as a church to be on the same page at the same time. Even though we're in different spots, we can be together in reading the Word of God. Join us in this reading plan called Fear Not. Some of us uh, have found ourselves being ruled and overcome by fear. Here's the good news. So was Joshua. But God looked at him. He saw a man living in fear he saw a man that had doubts and worries and feelings of dismay. And he spoke over him. And he spoke him into being a man of courage and a warrior. Listen to me. God is speaking over you today. God is saying to you, be strong and courageous. Let that word flood over you today and help you to become everything God wants you to be. Let me leave you with this one question. Here it is. What's one area of my life where I need to choose faith over fear? What's one area of my life where I need to choose faith over fear? Let's pray. Father, we bow before you thanking you for the opportunity to worship you today, to hear your word today. We are desperate for you right now. We need to hear you say, be strong and courageous. And so I pray that you just take my voice out of it and we would hear your voice right now. Say those words, be strong 
and courageous. It's what you believe for us. It's what you believe about us. Your son, Jesus Christ, has saved us. Your spirit lives inside of us. And you are believing that through your power and your might that we can be strong and we can be courageous. We're all facing different things. We're all dealing with fears and doubts and worries. I pray that in the midst of this, we can experience the feeling and the knowing that we are strong in you and that we are courageous in you. Bless your church. Bless everyone who's heard the words today. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.